That's right. Thank God it is Friday. Woo! I'm glad about that. How about you? Hey, welcome to Brewers Breathing. Let's get this thing going. Let's have a good time. Let's talk to you about what's happening in the world of current events and news. And you can jump in here. Get involved. 918-756-3646 is the number. Text or call. We got a Wendy Chevy text line and a brew line. So get involved. Get in there. Let us know what you think. Or just send us a good morning like David has done. Hi, buddy. Welcome to the program. He's always first. You know, he just is. That's the kind of guy he is. I appreciate you. Good morning text. I, I appreciate that a lot. You can text in, you know, lots of stuff. People text me in, you know, articles and, and stuff like that. Just anything. It's there for your feedback and, and we'll just all do coffee and whatever else you're having this morning. And let's have a good time. See what we can get ourselves into. It's Friday. The weekend is the Christmas weekend. Oh my gosh. Everybody's got off on Monday, right? We're taking off. We're not, we're not working on Monday. No, we are being lazy on Monday. I love that. Nice long weekend. Fantastic. Woo. Uh, we do podcast this program. It's called Brewer's Briefing. Did you catch that? We put it out there in the podcast places. And there's an app for your phone you can get. It's pretty handy. I like it. It's called The Brew. I know, right? So you go to your app stores, and it's that's what it's called. It's called The Brew. Right there it is. And all that. Appreciate you people listening online. I see you out there, some of you. I don't know your names, but I see just numbers. And here they are, pouring in. Pouring. Okay, what's the weather doing out there? It's kind of it's kind of mild. It's kind of drizzly. It's overcast. 52 in green country. Cloudy. It's going to be cloudy for several days. High today of 62 degrees. 51 over 9. Tomorrow, 67. That's pretty warm, isn't it? Cloudy skies. Saturday night, rain coming in. 90% chance of rain. Nothing's going to freeze. Don't worry. Sunday, rain all day, 62 for your high. Sunday night, rain, it's going to taper off. 36 overnight, Sunday. Colder weather's coming in, but just couldn't get a white Christmas out of it. Almost 45 on Christmas Day and partly sunny skies. North winds 15 to 25. A little cool, but it needs to be. If you're in Oklahoma on Christmas, it needs to be somewhat cold to get you in the mood. 29 degrees Christmas night. And uh, past that, what do we got? Tuesday, 49 in sunshine, 51 and 53 uh, out on Thursday. What are the temperatures around the state, Brewer? I don't know. Let's see what they are. We got uh, 28 in the panhandle. The freezing line is out there at Boise City. And then everything else past that to the west is is above freezing. Mm, who's the hottest spot? It looks like down to the southwest. We got Tipton at 56, Altus, Chickasha. 56. We got 56 up north in Blackwell, too, though. Red Rock. Is there a 57? There is. Warica and Walters. I don't know why I got excited about that. Let's go to the Windy Chevy text line. There's a morning buddy. Morning to you, too. Appreciate that a lot. Appreciate all you people. I really do. I mean, <laughs> without you, why would I be here? I could be, you know, I don't know, sleeping something. Probably not. Anyway. Let's uh, let's jump into this. This is going to be good. I I feel bad for the people that didn't get in here early because we're going to jump off with a, with a great one. This, do you know who Douglas Murray is? Now, I don't know this guy personally or even too much about this guy. I see him around. He's a Brit uh, journalist, and he he covers all, he's covered a lot of wars over the years. <laughs> this guy. He is, uh, he's sharp. Okay. He's, he's, uh, he's articulate. He's sharp. He's seasoned. Like this is no rookie. And <laughs> he's talking to this guy, uh, on the Pierce Morgan show, I guess. And this guy he's talking to, what's this guy's name? I see. I don't watch TV. And so I don't know. This guy's name is sink. Uh, Uyghur or something like that. Uyghur, U-Y-G-U-R. Okay, I don't know how you say that. How in the world? Anyway, this guy hosts some kind of a TV show, and he's some sort of a uh, a thuggy dude. I've seen his face. I've never really listened to him too much. But they're they're discussing the Israeli-Hamas war on the Piers Morgan show. <laughs> and Douglas Murray 
takes the guy down. I mean, people are calling 9-11-11 to 911 to report murders here because this is so bad. I mean, he takes him down like no other. I mean, it's class. It's like a master class in how to take somebody down. This is you're gonna love this. I think I think it's fantastic and it's spot on. I mean, the guy's great and and I just wish I could talk like him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play this for you and see what you think about this. Check this out. But anyway, let me just get on to it. You say you say first of all, you say I don't care about the death of Palestinian children. Yes, I do care. I care very deeply about it. But I also know that the responsibility for their deaths lies on Hamas, which has misgoverned their society for the last 16 years and now has been leading the country into being in a war with Israel. So, yes, it's on Hamas, this. As for seeing wars, by the way, I just mentioned about seeing wars because as far as I can see, you're very ill-traveled as well as rather ill-lettered and ill-spoken. And I mentioned that I cover wars and go to wars because I happen to think myself that it's worth seeing things with your own eyes, including things that you don't particularly like, but you report the truth. I don't know if you ever even leave your own bedroom. And I can tell already that you don't because you've already said something that demonstrates you know nothing about this conflict. You have just demonstrated it in the following terms. You said that this is why we need to push for a two-state solution and give legitimacy to the Palestinian Authority. I'll tell you something you don't know because I guess you spent no time in the West Bank, have you? I'll tell you something you probably don't know. The Palestinian Authority, Fatah, celebrated the 7th of October massacres. I'll give you another fact which demonstrates you know nothing about this and clearly haven't ever visited any Palestinians in the West Bank as I have. If there was an election tomorrow in the West Bank, the reason why there isn't one is because if there was an election tomorrow in the West Bank, Hamas would win. So your idea of a two-state solution, I'm afraid you are so out of date and you really should leave your bedroom. Because in this region, nobody thinks that there is a two-state solution on the table because there is not a viable negotiating partner. But I just want to make one other main point. You have gone on and on tonight throwing accusations out against the Jewish state, against me. It's the sort of thing you do. I know you're a sort of sort of online pugilist and think you can run for office and <laughs> good luck with that. But I'd just like to point out that you only really get animated if the Jews are involved. And I can tell that for the following reason. I mean, your surname's Uyghur, isn't it? One million Uyghur Muslims in China have been put in concentration camps in the last decade. And pe you know, people of your ilk never really care about that, do you? Because it's not the Jews doing it. It's the Chinese Communist Party. At the moment, one million, one million people who are, from who are in Pakistan at the moment, who are your fellow Muslims and who happen to be Afghan, and I don't think you care about them, do you? One million Afghans are currently being forcibly deported from <laughs> Pakistan to Afghanistan. You don't care about that. You're not riled up about that. You're not riled up about what the Jangaweed are currently doing in Sudan, where thousands and thousands of people are being attacked by, the, by the, the Islamist militia there. You don't care about any of that. You get exercised and you rile up what little base you have of malcontents because you're <laughs> riled up when the Jews do anything. All right, Jenk. perfectly obvious. <laughs> okay. Oh, mercy. That was brutal, wasn't it? Isn't it? Let's have to talk like this. You're ill-spoken and ill-lettered. I can tell every time you open your pie hole. I think we should talk like this the rest of the day and make us sound like we're really smart. Anyway, Douglas Murray, he's, he's quite the takedown, I'd say. It's fantastic. It is so true. And I, I, like I said, this guy, he's, he's literally embedded uh, with these military. He's been in Gaza this year for this, in this war. I've seen him do some reporting. And uh, the dude's, yeah, he's, he's uh, <laughs> he got street creds and he's uh, been there and done that. And, and it's so true. Like, here, he, he points out at the end of this little takedown right there how these people, they don't get enraged about the Muslims being, you know, uh, mi mistreated w when it's from China. It's like, where's LeBron James? You know, like he's all about this, that, and the other, but he didn't care about the Muslims as long as, you know, it's China doing it. I think that was a, that was a great point to, to, to point out. The Pakistanis that are being run out of the country over there with other Muslims doing it, that's okay. But you get a Jew involved in retaliation. Now, the Jews, they didn't start this damn war, right? It's like, uh, you know, people all over, all over uh, online on X, where I, I typically get all my stuff, they're just, you know, they're talking about all the deaths and, and the catastrophe and, and Gaza and the destruction and, and the killings of the people and the innocent and the children. And it's horrible. 
But it's Hamas that started this whole thing, okay? It's Hamas that started it all. So every one of those deaths that's happening in, in Gaza is on the hands of Hamas. The blood is on their hands. People forget that. And they're like, well, they're just doing too much. They're, they're bombing them too much. They need to, they need to, they need to stop. I mean, the ceasefire. No. Okay. Well, it could all stop if they would release all the hostages, put down all their weapons and rockets, but they don't. And that's what he's pointing out. These people have no idea. They're already talking about a two state solution. The, the, she makes me mad. Where's my butt now? I need to get it ready. The, the Biden administration are also a bunch of ill lettered and, uh, ill-spoken and um they're, they're talking about this two-state solution again there is no viable two-state solution over that's that's been a bad idea from the beginning i never did like that because no it belongs to israel ask god okay it's never it's never been a good idea and like he pointed out there is no negotiating partner your negotiating partner is murderous savages you're not going to negotiate with those goofy people. You can't, this is not going to work. And, and by God, don't give them part of your land. Okay. And, and Israel needs to be smarter than, than they have been in the past and not give them a damn foot, an inch, nothing. It doesn't belong to them. It's not going to work. Land for peace never worked. It ain't ever going to work because they want you dead and annihilated and pushed into the sea. Hello. What are they chanting constantly? So anyway. Don't even get me started. But it's it's just ignorance. It's full-on ignorance of people that don't have any clue about the whole situation. Well, we just need to give them a state, and they'll have a state, and they'll have a state. We'll give them a little land, and they can rule that side. We'll rule this side. It'll be good. We'll have peace. Have peace. No. And <laughs> not going to happen like that. Okay? So quit smoking whatever you're smoking. Hunter, put down the crack pipe. Dad, you too. Anyway. Thought that was a glorious tag down from Douglas Murray. This guy is, ah, you're ill-lettered. I don't know that you ever leave your bedroom, do you? No, you don't, because you're stupid. <laughs> okay, got another text here coming in. What does it say? Good Friday morning. And good Friday morning to you, too. Appreciate that. Got some people missing in here. Where are they? Tony? Fayroy? Vicky? Where are you people at? You guys sleeping in today? JP, y'all need to tighten up your game. Come on. I'm here. I'm always here. Except when I'm not. And when I'm not here, I'm somewhere else. Always know that, okay? All right. Let's see. What else we got happen in the world of news? I just, hey, I'd love to start right out with that deal. Don't you think that's good? It is. All right. We got other stuff. They got other Nimrods out there talking. We got a border crisis down south. You know that? Oh, border crisis, border crisis. So we talked about this gal that was at the uh, Arizona airport, all these uh, illegals hanging around and getting on the planes and, and you know, getting <laughs> boarding before everybody else and all this kind of stuff. She's been reporting on this quite a bit. She was fascinated by it, and, and she's been doing some digging, talking to pilots and uh, whatnot. She says, so to be clear, air marshals, you know, the people that fly on the airplanes with the guns and are hitting their, the air marshals, they're being pulled from airports to help at the border with the unprecedented number of illegals coming in, while simultaneously pilots from every commercial airline are reporting they have no idea who the hell is boarding their planes and illegals are bypassing traditional security screening using arrest warrants as their ID. Airline staff and passengers are being left unprotected and in the dark of what's going on. She's been asking these people, who's, who's coming about that? We don't know. Who's paying for this? We don't know. She was flying on Delta at the time. Anyway, so this is this is happening. They're, they're taking them, flying them all over the country. And uh, I saw in the in a press conference yesterday, I think it was yesterday, with the uh, uh, the, the president's people, uh, and they asked this one guy, John was it John King? Is that his name? I think he's a Pentagon spokesman. Anyway, John somebody. He's an admiral somebody. And they asked him, said, "Look, some of these illegals coming across." are being told they've been given a court date. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. You ready for this? In 2031. <laughs> mm, mm. 
Yes, 2031. Come back to court in 2031, and we're gonna we're gonna discuss. Now I know you don't have had probably some babies by then. You'll be kind of in, into the system, and you'll be having a job, whatnot. But we're we're, we're gonna come back. We're gonna discuss whether we're gonna deport you or not. I kid you not. This is our government at work. Okay, it's a disaster. A freaking disaster. Come back seven or eight years, and we'll talk about it again. We'll see what's going on here. We have a different president, be a different deal. Can you imagine? I mean, oh my gosh. Anyway, so so that's happening. And then we got this bozo in uh in Chicago. I, I love this when these guys open their mouth. <laughs> he, it's just funny because every time they talk. Uh, they show how ill-spoken they are and ill-lettered. And here's here's the mayor of Chicago whining about the Texas governor, Governor Abbott. Let's take a listen in here. The issue is not just how we respond in the city of Chicago. It's the fact that we have a governor, a governor, oh. an elected official in the state of Texas that is placing families on buses without shoes, cold, wet, tired, hungry, afraid, traumatized. And then they come to the city of Chicago where we have homelessness. We have mental health clinics that have been shut down and closed. You have people who are seeking employment. The, the governor of Texas needs to take a look in the mirror of the chaos that he is causing for this country. <laughs> this is not just a Chicago dynamic. Oh, no. He is attacking our country. He is, it's all, notice it's not the illegals that are the fault. It's not the Biden administration has opened the door. No, it's the Texas governor's fault. He is creating chaos. He's supposed to just keep them all in Texas. Doesn't he know? Doesn't he know? Hey, they came into your state. You keep them down there. Now, I think... If I remember correctly, and of course I do, that Chicago was a sanctuary city. Remember all these people back in the day when there, there was nobody coming across? Oh, there's no such thing as an illegal human. Bring him to our city. We welcome the tired, the, the shoeless, the hungry, the wet. We welcome them. Bring them here. Oh, wait a minute. Now they're showing up. <laughs> hang, hang on a minute. Come need the bus loads. But, 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 but we got people looking for employment here and here they did come in and they need employment. <laughs> when really you got people looking for, okay, well, we got homeless. We can't handle no more. Well, <laughs> you wanted them. <laughs> you got them. Oh my gosh. This is funny stuff. Unbelievable. And it's great. It's great. I mean, Chicago, New York, same way, just crying and moaning like no other. Oh my God! You got to quit, Texas Governor. I mean, you know, think about this, ladies and gentlemen. They're, they're not sending very many. They're getting ten to twelve thousand a day. All right, we know that. That's been reported by Senator Langford and everybody else, day after day after day after day. Record numbers. And they're sending a few buses to here in Yondo. Okay, a few buses. How many people get on a bus? Fifty? Sixty? I don't know. I don't ride buses when I when I don't have to. I rode a bus one time from Elk City to Sherman. It took me 12 hours to get from Elk City to Sherman, Texas. It's not a 12-hour trip, ladies and gentlemen. It's about four, okay? It took me 12. Lost my luggage. Didn't know where I was at. I was like 12 or 13 years old. My mother didn't love me back then. She just sent me off to go see a friend in Six Flags. Anyway, it's beside the point. Anyway, that, I totally got derailed there. <laughs> A few buses, and they're crying and whining and blaming the, the governor of Texas for all this chaos. He's attacking the country. <laughs> Whew, that's fun. I'm sorry. I'm having a good time. I'm not even having any. I'm just having coffee so far. I'm still having fun. Can you? This is much fun. How, how can you? It's Friday, I guess, and it's Christmas weekend. That's why we're having fun. We have fun every day, though. So if you're new to the program, this is how much fun we have every single day. So you should come here every day. Every day. All right. Okay. All right. All right. What else was in happening in news? Um, we have this. We have a poll coming out about what's happening over in Colorado. 
I don't, I don't know. I was thinking about this poll. That's from the New York Post reporting this. It says, now, can you believe this? A, it says right here, a majority of Americans, including almost a quarter of self-described Republicans, say they back the Colorado Supreme Court's decision this week to disqualify former President Donald Trump from the ballot. The online YouGov survey showed 54% of respondents either strongly or somewhat approved of the court's ruling, while 35% said they either strongly or somewhat disapproved. Wow, come on. 84% of the Democrats, uh, of course, backed it. Now, we got a we got one of two things happening here. Or it could be three, I suppose. If this is even remotely accurate, which is probably not, I don't know if it is or not. If it is even remotely, we got so, where's my button? Any dumb running around out there in our country that are so clueless to think this is okay. What's happening? Look. The president has never been charged with insurrection, much less convicted, okay, for you to kick him off the ballot just because you don't like him. You know, anybody with some brain cells they could rub together up there would know this is not a good situation for our country and democracy. Right? The republic can't continue to stand with stupidity like that up in the justice system. That's what I'm talking about. Every Democrat and every Republican should know that. That's a horror. God, get out of your bedroom. Read a little bit. Open the news. People that are smart out there, the attorneys and everybody on both sides that are smart are saying this is a terrible decision. Horrible. Never stand. It's going to be 9-0 at the Supreme Court when it gets there against this deal because it's, it's unconstitutional. Hello? So it, it's like if this is true, <laughs> that the majority of Americans are, are for it and a bunch of Republicans are for it. Now, look, I get it. A bunch of Republicans don't want Trump. But my lands, people. I, I, <laughs> I mean, seriously? Can it, can it be? Can it, can it be even close? I don't know. I, I just I can't even imagine. You know what I'm saying right there? All right, somebody texted in here, <clears throat> got busy picking, the, said, good morning, got busy picking the guitar and looked up and it was 8.15. Really? You know, guitar picker, are you want to play a little tune for us on the radio? We might just have to do that. I got a guitar hanging on the wall right over there. That's where it normally stays. I need to take it down more often. Anyway, so yeah, I just don't know about that poll. I just, come on. that's And I hear that other states are thinking about it, Maine or somewhere. I don't know who's, who's, who's all thinking about it. It's going to get struck down. Even Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he's talking about it. He's like, Colorado Supreme Court ruling makes America look like a banana republic. Okay, he's a Democrat. Died in the wool. This is what Democrats need to be saying, just what he said. Why doesn't every American understand that if they can do this to a former U.S. president, everyone is vulnerable to punishment for crimes which they have never been convicted? That's the point. Democracy would be a total shambles. He's not been convicted of insurrection. You went ahead and convicted him. You, you just like, well, me think he's an insurrectionist. Mm, kick him off. You can't have an insurrectionist on the ballot. I'm going to kick him off. Supreme Court justices. That is the top of the state. Like, that's it. You don't get any higher than that. And yet, this is what they decided. I'm telling you, they're going to go down as the most ignorant, buffoonist judges in the history of Colorado. That you just sealed it for yourself. Because of your bias that you let creep into your ruling. And you can't let that happen. Anyway, Democrats need to be rising up. There's one, R.F. Kennedy Jr. Now, I don't know why the, the Democrats don't follow that guy. Probably because he, he he stands up and says the right stuff like this. And Democrats just can't do that. They're just too far out to the left now. These are radical crazies over there. I'm sorry if you're a Democrat. I mean, I, your party, you know, I, look, and I love Democrats. I got some Democrats that I love. I think they're wonderful people. Wonderful. Fantastic. I am friends with them. I love them. But your party has gone crazy, okay? It just has. Look at I mean, Anyway. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Here to brief you in news. <laughs> okay. 
What is Tony saying? She's finally showed up. Hi, Tony. This is why Trump's numbers in the polling keep rising. I know every time they come against him with some, you know, illegitimate, illettered, ignorant attack, his poll numbers continue to rise and skyrocket to the top of the universe. And that's what's happening. <clears throat> He's going to be the guy. You watch. Going to be the man. Going to be the guy. Absolutely going to happen. Well, where was the deal I was trying to? Oh, there he is right there. All right. Let's see. What else do we have for you people on a Friday morning? I got, I got this guy here, too. I got a guy here. We're going to play. We're going to talk about happiness. And uh, this, is, uh, this is why conservatives are more happy than the liberal leftist progressives. There's a, at least it's, a, it's an idea that's posited by Dr. God Saad, and that's God, G-A-D, not God, G-O-D. It's pronounced the same. <laughs> and he's, a, uh, he's an author, and he's a professor, and he's a guy I follow on X. He's just he's an all-around good guy. And uh, so here's, he's just got a, got a little theory about why progressives are not as, as happy as conservatives. I thought it was kind of interesting. Here you go. So the research definitely shows, and there are many, many different researchers who found this, that conservatives do score higher on happiness than uh, liberals and progressives. And so the question is why? So I propose a speculative argument. I haven't tested it, but I think it makes sense. You'll tell me if you, if you agree. So a conservative wakes up every day, and by definition of what the word means, there are certain things that are worth conserving. Yes, society may not be perfect. Yes, there might be things that we can improve, but there are certain fundamental values, beliefs, attitudes that are worth conserving. And therefore, I wake up as a conservative and I say, hey, life is reasonably good. The progressive wakes up with complete existential doom. Life sucks. Everything is transphobic, Islamophobic, it's ableist, it's racist, it's misogynistic. So what we need to do is erase the current horrible cancerous society and around the corner lies unicornia. And so if only we can remove everything that currently exists, we will reach that blissful state. And so I argue that that's the fundamental reason why conservatives score somewhat higher on happiness than liberals. <laughs> Around the corner is unicornia. That's what they're... It's not looking for utopia. No, it's change. It's looking for uni, unicornia. I thought that was pretty funny. And I thought it was pretty an astute observation, don't you think? I think it's true. They wake up and, and the world is bad and it's against them and they're the victims. And everybody else is the, the oppressor. And uh, anyway, so be happy. Be conservative. Be happy. Life is relatively good, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna love it and appreciate it. And life is short, so you have to take advantage of every moment and enjoy it. Every be yourself and and happy and be, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Of course you do. You people are sharp. All right, here we go. Taking a quick break. Uh, pay attention to all of my commercials and buy stuff from these people. Would you please? Me too. I can't hardly hide it. It's Friday and. We're just doing the thing here. Um, it's called Brewer's Briefing. We podcast it. We put it out there. You want to get involved, you can. 918-756-3646 is, is the deal. And uh, we, we're glad to have you with us for the program today. We're just rolling through it. Let me see. I got some stuff here coming in on the Windy Chevy text line. You guys are blowing it up. See. See what you're saying here. Let's see. There's something wrong with the American population, says a listener. If we let the Afghanistan situation go uninvestigated, absolutely insane to allow Afghanistan to go back to the Taliban after the what America has paid fighting so-called terrorism. 20 years, thousands of lives, blood spilled, and trillions, I think, maybe. I don't know if it's trillions. It could be, a tri it could be billions spent. And what do we do? We, we, we walk away in a disastrous walk away and we had 13 Marines uh, or service people killed, murdered tons of other people, Afghans blown up. They, we had the guy, do you remember the story? We had a sniper that had the guy in his sights. They knew who he was. They knew what his intentions were. They, he, he was, he, he had him. He testified to Congress. I had the man. We knew we followed the guy for a couple of days. We had him. I knew him. I had him in my sights. I could not get them to give me the go ahead to shoot the guy. They wouldn't do it for whatever reason. And then it's killed 13 service members and a bunch of other people and maimed a bunch of other people. It was a disaster. 
at the highest levels, and then we walk away and we left Americans behind. Sorry, we got to go. The plane is full. And then billions of dollars worth of equipment. It's a disaster. What a black eye on America. I mean, it's, it's horrible. And you're right. It's just, just it's over. It's gone. It's, 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 it's a thing of the past. Nobody cares anymore. It's gone. We're on to the next thing. All right. There's there's JP texting in here. Got a meme. Got a Santa meme. Holly, holiday spirit activate. Merry Christmas. Uh, is that you? And it no. I like it. There's Fay Roy. He's finally getting in here, dude. Have you? Did you just now get here? Morning, Fay Roy. Well, at least welcome, welcome. He's probably been looking for the radio, looking for his phone. He can't find anything. Where is he? He's old. Have you seen him lately? He looks like Santa. But we're glad to have you with us here for the program, sir. Anyway, we, we're very glad. Very glad. What's happening else in news? Here's somebody posted this out on on X. It's a guy. I won't I won't even play it. I'm just going to read it to you. It, it, it's talking about taxes, and this is a California example. Here's somebody making a million and a half dollars a year. That's their gross income. Federal tax was took was five hundred and thirteen thousand dollars, half mil. State tax one hundred eighty four thousand. Social Security nine thousand. Medicare thirty three thousand. State disability sixteen hundred. Total tax seven hundred forty one thousand. Net income seven fifty eight. They took forty nine and a half percent of his check to taxes. Fifty percent, damn near. To taxes. Fifty percent. If everything this guy made in California, it go. Now, didn't the the Boston Tea Party? Didn't they write? I, I look. I didn't pay attention in school. I know it's obvious when I get on this radio. I start talking. Now I've read some since then, but back in the day, I didn't read. I didn't, I didn't like school, uh, and now I like to read. I'm a reader, and I like to read. But I don't. It wasn't it a two or three percent tax that they were up in arms about back in the day, the Boston Tea Party. Wasn't, I don't know. Seemed like it was. Y'all know. It was. It was nothing. They're taking fifty percent of our income now, working our butts off, trying to make it, and they're taking half of it. And what do we get? We get buffoonery up there. They're. Oh my gosh. And have you seen all the stuff going on? I mean, I haven't even been clued in. What is this sex stuff happening in the Senate uh, quarters? Gay sex happening in the Senate building up there? Have you seen that? I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but have you seen the news stories about it? I don't even know I don't, what it is. I've seen a couple little headlines about it. some some staffers and some, I don't know, happening gay sex in the Senate building. I don't know. Des desecrating our everything. And then I see some story about Republicans getting uh, schmoozed by big money and alcohol and women and getting blackmailed. I don't know. I saw some little something, something on the news about that. What a disaster, man. Good night. Help us. Lord Jesus, do something. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. What is going on up there? All right. Oh, Fayroy, was that you picking a guitar? You was picking a guitar too? Right. I got two people playing the guitar this morning. I might have, I might have to get mine off the wall. I should sing a song for you guys. I can sing a little bit. I, I, anyway, all right. There's another good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. And welcome to the program. Uh, somebody wants to know here who won the thousand dollars. We gave away a thousand bucks yesterday on the Turkey Talk program. Did you hear about that? We we did it from November all the way up to December. We do it every year, Turkey Talk. And this year we decided to do it a little differently. And do one big cash prize, thousand bucks. And so we did this game, and you may not have known about it, but anyway, it was on Turkey Talk. It's the program right after this, Tradio. And then we did Turkey Talk. Anyway, we took all these names and put them in a hat, did them in a box, and Trisha pulled out. And would you believe it? Paul Combs won a thousand dollars. Paul Combs, there in Oak Mogi. Paul, and, uh, and so he won it, and it totally legit. I know people. There's somebody on online that was whining and crying because they didn't win. And they thought it was a cheated rig deal and all this stuff. They're going to, you know, they, if they were going to be mad no matter who won it, as long as it was, wasn't them. If, if anybody but, but them won, didn't, you know, then they were going to be mad. And that's just the way it went. And, and look, it's 
it, it totally legit, totally the way it was. We're we're not we're just playing a game, trying to have fun and give away some money, and that's what we did. And it's it was an honest deal, and it was Paul Combs, and that's who it is. And so if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it wasn't you, but I'm glad they they could use it. His wife is terribly sick. And uh, I, I think it's fantastic. So I'm excited about it. It was fun, fun game, fun times. Trisha had a great time doing it and playing the game, and I hope y'all did too. And so everybody be happy, okay? I'm sorry. You know, it wasn't you, <laughs> but you're only one winner, okay? We don't have trophies for everybody on this deal, cash for everybody. Everybody's on, no, we don't. We don't have it. All right, somebody says, dust off the guitar and play us a song. What should I play? I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. Probably, probably not going to get that stupid. I haven't had that much to drink yet. Let me see what we got. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's cute, David. David sent me a little meme right there. Kind of funny. I, I think I could probably, I could probably relate this meme. So here, here's two dogs in the snow. Okay, two dogs in the snow. One one big dog and one little wiener dog. A little you know, a little short wiener dog. The big dog says, my paws are freezing. Now, they're walking outside in the snow. Okay? Get the picture. Big dog, wiener dog down in the snow, walking around out of the snow. My paws are freezing, says the big dog. Buddy, the little dog says, you think you've got problems? That's <laughs> funny right there, David. Thank you for that. That's good little little humor right there. Amazing Grace. Can I play Amazing Grace? Seriously? Somebody says, congratulations to Paul. I think so too. I think it's great. Amazing grace. How sweet. I could probably get it on. Hang on a minute. Let me get this thing off the wall here. I think it's, it should be in tune. Let me see. I thought I was kidding about having my guitar on the wall right there. You, you want me to really bust out in a little song right there? Amazing grace. How sweet. Okay, I'm not going to sing anymore, man. That's, that's all we're going to do. I mean, we have got a show to do, and nobody wants to hear that. But anyway, I do have. See right there, I told you. Thought I was kidding. And singing a while, got to work it out, get the frogs out. Now, right, what else is happening in news? Let's see. Let's get back to the real stuff here. We can't be having a good time singing, all that. We got the world burning up, going to, you know, Hades, ball of fire. We got to talk about it and and see what's happening here. Here's another takedown. Let's just watch this one. Let's play this one. This is a this on Fox. Uh, they're talking about the Colorado decision. Okay. And it's Brett Baer and some other guests. I don't know who they are, but it doesn't really matter. It's just another another takedown. Let's take a listen to this. The right thing. That is not something that a Democrat ever did. Jessica, this is the worst legal thing. All right, you, you, you. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd for a non-lawyer to sit here and say that minus a, a a confrontation with someone who has not been charged, much less convicted, that the court can take them off the ballot. It is a shameful moment in American jurisprudence. It is like watching a bad high school musical. It is a cringe-inducing moment for anyone who's ever taught the law, practiced the law, and Colorado will be scorned for decades because of this, and it will be reversed by the court very, very quickly. And quickly, Hugh, do you think it's 9-0? Do you think that the liberal justices on the Supreme Court can get around um, what I'm you're talking about? I'm praying it's 9-0 because if Justice Brown Jackson or Justice Sotomayor throws in with the pirates in Colorado, their reputations will be as damaged as the Colorado justices' <laughs> reputations are. It is an absurd uh, decision. The pirates in Colorado, it's hilarious. So he takes this gal down on the air. She thinks it's a good choice, Jessica somebody. And he's like, uh, this is no, it's it's so cringeworthy. It's it's worse than a high school, you know, play musical. <sighs> yes, so what do we have? 845 is our time. It's just just so much, so much going on. Let's see here. Um, okay, did you Tony's asking, did you cover the New York legislation making laws to hate on Chick-fil-A? No, I haven't even got into that story yet. And I've seen a bunch of stuff about it. Let me see if it's uh, if it's here. I follow a bunch of news on Off the Press. It's a website with d tons and tons of news on it. Let me see if they've got that story because I want to see. Let me just search 
Chick. How do you spell that? Is that C H C H I K? Is that how it is? Is it Chick Filet? Let me see. No, nothing there. Just kind of scrolling. I need to probably Google it. Anyway, the the you 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 guys have heard about this. Some Chick. So let me just New York Chick Filet Bill. Here it is. New York lawmakers have introduced a bill that would require restaurants in a, in a state highway system rest areas to operate seven days a week. A measure apparently aimed at interfering with the policy of the fast food chain Chick-fil-A that they stay closed on Sundays because of their Christian beliefs. We know that. Everybody knows that. And these, these lawmakers are trying to force them to stay open on Sunday. Go against their religious beliefs. Fox Business News, there it is. Here it is. Forcing some Chick-fil-A's to say open on Sunday. You know, I promise you. I mean, I I would say highly doubtful. I would say I ain't no way Chick-fil-A is going to stay open on Sunday. If they did that, it's over for Chick-fil-A. I mean, they've made a whole, you know, part of their, their whole brand is staying closed on Sundays, right? I mean, that's that's their belief system and all this stuff. They can't cave on that, but it's a, it's at these it's these certain rest stops that are owned by the New York State Thruway Authority. They got to be open every day. They say. Ever since 1946, Chick Fil A has been closed on Sundays. They got 3,000 locations in the United States, and the company currently operates seven restaurants owned by the New York uh, Thruway Authority. And it would impact all future contracts. Chick-fil-A has not immediately responded to requests from Fox about how they're going to handle this deal. Uh, but I'm saying, I'm going out there and say right now, they, there's no way. They'll just pack up and leave. They, Bye. See you later. We're out of here. I think that's what they're going to do. They're not going to stay and open on Sunday. That'd be the dumbest move they could make. Can I get an amen in the back? So, yeah, here it is. I mean, you know, they don't care. New York lawmakers, they don't care about anybody's religious belief. None of that matters. You kidding me right now? No, no, they don't care about that. They don't care about that at all. Hey, I'm going to play this for you. We got time. And I, you have, Listen, I love you people, and I'm trying to keep you happy and healthy, okay? And I'm going to play uh, something for you. Now, this guy... Dr. Paul Merrick, M-A-R-I-K is his name. This guy is a smart guy. This guy is the second most published critical care physician on the planet, okay? He's no quack. This guy is on top of his game, and he knows stuff, and he's old, and he's been around a minute. And he says some things that are going to blow your mind, like, my advice to you is don't get sick, don't go to the hospital because they're going to kill you. The medical system will kill you. That's what this guy says. I'm going to play it for you. Now, I don't know if I'm going to play it all. It's four and a half minutes long. But I, I want to play you some of this guy. And, and so you can hear, and you can go out there and find him for yourself, and you can make your own decisions. But this is startling coming from a, a doctor who's been practicing a long time. And he, he's got nothing in the, he's not, you know, not selling anything. He's trying to protect people. And he's warning people. Let's see what he says. It's here. impossible to talk about COVID without looking at our healthcare system. And our healthcare system is a hoax. And so my advice to you, don't get sick. Don't go to the hospital because they're going to kill you. What you got to do, you got to eat right, sleep right, get sunshine, relax, and, and take care of your lifestyle because the medical system will kill you. Startling commentary there from Dr. Marek, but commentary we should certainly pay attention to considering that he is the second most published critical care physician in the world. 
The life expectancy that he spoke about as well is something that everyone should know about. He shared a graph comparing life expectancies between different countries and healthcare expenditure per capita. Americans ranked dead last on life expectancy despite spending far more on healthcare than any other nation. We have a big problem, said Dr. Marrick. And what you may not know is the life expectancy of Americans has gone down in the last three years by three years. And how did that happen? Well, according to the White House, it's global warming, the only explanation that they have. He also says that the other thing which is terrifying is that the US makes up 5% of the world's population, yet we consume 55% of the prescription medications. This tells you how sick Americans are, that 55% of the world's consumption of medication is in this country. We are sick people. Now, you would think, now that's pretty startling, right? I mean, here's this doctor, the second most published doctor of critical care in the history of the planet, speaking out, and he was talking all about a COVID, too, and what a, what a hoax, what a, what a terrible thing this was, and the system. And, it, and look, I love doctors. Don't get me wrong. I, I know some doctors that I think are precious, wonderful people, nurses, doctors, love people, love, 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 and are doing everything they can to help people, all right? So let's just get that out there. But it's the system, I think, that's the problem. I mean, there's a system, right? And there's this money and system, and it's about the money. And like the COVID deal, like if you if you, if you you say this guy's got COVID, you're going to get this much money. You put him on a respirator, get this much money extra, and you get him on remdesivir, that's a little extra there too. And if he, if he dies in your hospital, then you get a little bit of extra bonus. And it's crazy, the money in this in the system. And, and, and there's so much out there about healthcare that's, well, of course, we all want to be healthy. And a lot of people are not healthy, and they're struggling, and they're suffering. And, and and some of it, according to this guy, is due to the system that we're all, you know, you know, we're, we're being touched by it in, in one phase or the other. Americans are spending all this money. we got all this big pharma, all this technology, all these scientists, and we're the sickest of them all. We live shorter lives than the rest of these places around the country, around the world. Imagine that. We got to look, step back and go, what is going on with this? How can this be? We should be the healthiest people on the planet because of all this money and research and science and drugs. And, but it's just the opposite of that. Hmm. Makes you go, hmm, doesn't it? And I was, I was reading a deal the other day about uh, the statins. Statins, the number one drug prescribed in America, maybe the world, statins, to, to lower your cholesterol. Low cholesterol in the brain gives you Alzheimer's and dementia. Yet they're constantly pushing this stuff on us. And, you know, <laughs> I just think, people, you got to wake up and do some research on your own if you can. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff out there, like these guys. They're, they're out there that might give you a different perspective. And, and again, it goes, well, you know, who do you believe, Brewer? I, look, here's here goes back to the... If there's something going to tilt the scales a little bit for me, it's like this guy here. He's got nothing to gain by telling you this stuff. He's not selling. And and here's some pills I got over here that'll keep you healthy. He's not doing that deal. But some of the system people that tell you things, they have they have a little something to gain out of this deal. Maybe a kickback from the pharmaceutical. I don't know what it all is. But if somebody is risking their career. And they, they did. They come after this guy during the COVID. The American medical associate threatened to kick this guy out of take his license. This is this is no quack. This is he was just trying to get the truth out there. And of course he was proven right as time goes on that the stupid vaxes were ineffective and harmful on top of that. And always proven right later, right? You know, it's just and and I, you know, again, I care about you people. I want you to be healthy, but unfortunately some people in the white coats maybe don't have your best interest at all. They, they just are following what they're told to do. We talked about this before and it, somebody put it out there and it made sense to me. never had really thought about it. These people that are doctors and nurses and those kind of people, they are, uh, a, a certain kind of folks. I mean, you, you, it takes a lot to become a doctor. I mean, <laughs> you gotta be, Pretty smart, I think, and you, you have to be studious and you've got to be a rule follower and you've got to have a certain kind of personality and makeup to get there. That's a lot to get to doctor status. At least I think it is. 
and you're you're a rule follower, and you you're doing this, and you're doing that, and you're studying, and you're making the grades, and you go into this class, you take this course, and you that, and you that, and that, and you're following these rules all the way up, and you can't get up there and now go. Well, I don't want to follow the rules anymore. Once you get there, it's going to be hard for you to break away from the system that has trained you for the last eight years to get here. Now you're here. What are you going to do? Tell us we're all wrong. You're going to follow the system. Do what you're told. And, but you got the old guys like this Dr. Merrick, who's been around forever. He's like, I don't care about none of that. Take my license. I don't, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I've already been here and done that. I'm, I'm here to try to help people and get the truth out there. That's what he's doing. I think, you know, and I, I, I hate it for these young doctors who maybe are looking at the situation and go, man, I don't know about that. I don't know about that jab right there. I don't, I'm hearing things and I don't, uh, and there's, there's some out there that are good ones that, that you know, don't just go along to get along, but they're few and far between. I, I think it's tough. And anyway, this guy, I mean, psh, the medical system, don't, don't get sick. Don't go to the hospital. Uh, they're going to kill you. And, and I, I think it's, that's a blanket statement, obviously, because sometimes the, the hospitals is what's going to save you. I mean, you got to know that. And, and I, I believe that. I mean, if I get, God forbid, something, I want to, I want to go and have them try, <laughs> you know, put that back together or whatever it is. And, uh, but at the same time, I think it's wise of us to do some research best we can, depending on what the situation is, right? Do a little research, try to figure it out, make, make some educated decisions, so on and so forth. Check out how much it costs in Medicare and Medicaid each month, says Fayroy. Man, I need to do that, but I don't have time. Look at the time. Everybody see the time? Time is gone. It's gone. It's just slipped out. It's gone. It slipped away from us. And we're we're gonna have to switch gears. We've got to get into that Tradio program. Trisha's standing by. She wants to uh, buy, trade, and sell with you people. And I and I think I think you should. I think you should do that. Let's see if there's anything else. What do we have? Sixty seconds to go. Anything else? What is this? They're gonna release some of the the Epstein associates, Je Jeffrey Epstein associates. Some judge is, has ruled that these names have got to be made uh, public. Have you seen this? 170 names going to be public, publicized? I don't know when this is. It's coming out pretty soon. Holy to the moly. Judge Loretta Presca ruled 170 names of Epstein's friends, recruiters, victims, and others would be revealed. And one of the, uh, there's, there's a case going on. And one of the gals that was supposed to be uh, a victim has, has named, you know, Prince Charles or Prince, one of them, Prince Albert. I don't know. I don't keep up with the royal family. Maybe it's Albert. I don't know. One of the princes. Anyway, that's going to be uh, interesting if that happens. I don't know. I I think something will happen. Maybe it won't come out. We'll see. We shall see. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us today. I, I really appreciate you coming in here for the program. Brewers briefing. I do. I wish you all. A, a merry, merry Christmas. David has wished you all a merry Christmas as well. Hope it's fantastic. Hope it's everything you want it to be. Filled with love and joy and food and good times and safety. I hope it's just wonderful. And we're going to round back up. We are not doing anything on Monday except eating, laying around. So no Tradio, no, of course, we're going to do a show on Monday anyway here. But we're planning on coming back on Tuesday of next week and getting right back at it. Okay. All right. You guys have a good one. We'll see you.